the programs. The, the needs assessment, there were 13, and here are the 13 needs. Anger, antisocial peers, cognitions, dyslexia, education. These are the 13 needs that are associated with uh, criminal panic needs that need to be, that your case manager needs to see incremental reductions in, in order for, in order for really, they need to see for your improvements. And then with that, they can, at one, at an appropriate point, unbeknownst to you, they will offer, or they will, could implement the second chance act, as well as writing a recommendation to the halfway house in your behalf. If you refuse to make your financial responsibility plan or to make those payments, then it's good luck. So they're based in, they are broken down into two categories. There's evidence-based recidivism reduction. And again, you could be asked to take any one of these classes. You know, you could be, um, it could be, you could be a banker and they could ask you to take emotional self-regulation uh, or <clears throat> life connections program, or I mean, any one of these programs say, thank you. If you are someone who is autistic skills program, there's only two locations in the country, really. So that is um, something that you and your attorney should pay like, close attention to. Next are productive activities. A healthier me, these are for women. A matter of balance, they may tell you to walk around the track. Okay, say thank you. Whatever they tell you to do. Alcoholics Anonymous, if, you're, if, you're, if your charge was related to, and, you, and this was a crime where alcohol was involved, possibly, then if the feds were asking questions before you went to trial or before the plea deal, hopefully you started at home and you enrolled in Alcoholics Anonymous, or if it was Narcotics Anonymous or Gamblers Anonymous, any of those programs you started on your own ahead of time will be helpful to you later on, definitely, because it will then become part of your pre-sentence report and you will have gotten into the drug program that much easier. So these are all the programs. And so as you fill out the, uh, the that risk assessment question, when they ask you, have you looked at the programs? You can say, yes, you've looked at all of them. Maybe you wanted to get a job for in industries. So they're all here for you to go ahead and be able to look and read in each one of them. If you're diabetic, open that up. And this is the program that brings it right to you. And this is everything that you need to know about the program itself. And it goes through the program. There's not much here, but this is all that there was on the program. We've been through pattern score. As soon as you felt you were a target. If people are telling you, I know that patients came into me and they told me the first patient came in and said, FBI came in and they said, they want to know if, they, if you did surgery on them, if I did surgery on them. And the patients told them yes. And they showed them the scar and everything and how long the surgery was and I said, okay. And I thought it was nutty. And then another patient came in a couple months later and said the same thing. The minute somebody comes in and if someone, if you hear that the feds are asking questions, call your attorney and get right to it because I thought it was all a big mistake. It was nothing, but it's not because the Department of Justice at that point has, has their case. And right now they're just kind of pulling together the strings, if you will, but they already have a case against you. So, you know, you need to decide, you need your attorney. You need to then make sure that your attorney has a white collar practice, practices federal criminal defense. I've had, I've, I've spoken to clients that have had attorneys that they part-time, they, I mean, they have, they practice in state and federal court. You want clients, you want attorneys to just do federal criminal defense and only in federal criminal court. Then they, you want them to have done cases like yours. Then you want to see if you can speak to a couple of their clients that have had cases like yours. I mean, you know, they're not, if they're, no one wants to go to prison, but they may have some clients that are willing to talk to you. After that, maybe they'll let you see, you want to see several sentencing memorandums. They're, they'll tell you, well, there's HIPAA that you have to worry about. They're right. But if it's a PDF document, they can be redacted. And if it's not a PDF, then take black magic marker. But you just want to make sure that they look different because if they all look the same, next, you want to see another attorney. And then lastly, once you all get along and the financing is okay or the financial part's okay, you want to make sure that when they ask you to do something, please do what they ask you to do um, because you're paying them for their expertise. And you want to hold them, you want to hold each other accountable so that if they want to make sure that if you're going to ask them for, to do something or to respect your wishes, that they'll at least take it under advisement. They're going to give you a long list of documents that you're going to have to prepare or get copies of before your pre-sentence interview to be able to be given to your 
um, probation officer. And so that's going to be biographical background and identification background information from you personally. And it'll be copies of financial, medical, so, you know, personal. But you're also going to need to put together your narrative and your release plan because you want all of this to be part of your pre-sentence report. And you want it to be presented together with your, all of your copies of everything to your pre-sent, to your uh, probation officer. And this is a, this is a big deal. You are, let's see if I have this outlined a little more detail here, or I don't want to repeat myself more than 20 times. Okay. So you want to have from your narrative, it's going to be your story right now. The department of justice has released their narrative of you through your indictment. So what is the narrative? Tesla has their brand. It's their, the brand of their car. It's their, that's their narrative. It's their story of their car. Nike's narrative of their shoes is their story of their product, of their, of their sneakers is their brand. Right now, your brand is your indictment. It's probably not all that flattering. So you need to take time. I mean, it's going to take every day of two, three months to start with a story from, you know, going through it's your autobiography of everything you've done from childhood till now, till today. Um, you know, what you've been through, you know, you were brought up in, in a, you know, loving home, in a poverty home, in a, you went to school, you went to high school, you went to college, or, you know, you were home where the parents fought, or was it a loving home? Was it well-to-do? Was it poor? Were the parents at home all the time? Or was it parents in, or were they in jail? Was it a drug home where you need to go through, it's going to be hard, uh, but you need to go through in detail, every aspect of your life. And when it, and what brought you, what motivated you to step-by-step, step, you know, what did you do in college? Did you work your way through college? Did you go to college? And then what caused you to do what you did when you were, you know, where are you a government employee? Were you in, did you, were you in business? Did you start your business? Did you ever go bankrupt? Did you not go bankrupt? Did you, you know, for me, it was, I was in practice. Um, then I went ahead and went to start a surgery center. What happened? Why did, you know, I took the, took the easy way out when I, you know, I started correctly building a surgery center, but then I started billing for the surgery center fees before I actually got the certification. And because when you're done, it will be very cathartic for you. There's no guarantee that it's going to help, but it will humanize you to your probation officer, to your attorney, and to the judge, and ultimately to the case manager in the BOP. And as long as you're honest and it, the distilled version will, through humanizing you to the court, can do nothing but, but help you. But if you're dishonest, then don't write anything because it can only hurt you. Your release plan, it's the same thing. It's a variation on the narrative, but you know, like the narrative, you accept responsibility, you have remorse for what you've done. You understand that you have caused the victim's pain, you know, pain and that you, know, you, that you owe it to the victims first community second, the court third, family fourth, and yourself last to take the time while you're in prison through the programs that are available and change your way so that you don't want to come back to this courtroom again either. And this is your allocution, which is your conversation with the judge. And we've covered now the release plan. 